1: Your
2: host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. In Romans 13, 8, we read, Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for always providing for your children. Our wants are so many, but you meet our needs and so much more in our daily walk. I thank you for your love, for your grace and your mercy. I thank you for providing salvation for your children, for all who are willing to just come. I pray for our nation, O God, that you will put godly men and women in the path of our leaders, I believe Joe Biden is being used, perhaps, by permission, but he is failing and is weak as a leader. You know that many in places of authority in this nation are seeking profit and power and not taking care of the people or holding true to their oath of office or to you. Many claim to know you, yet many claim (laughs) you do not exist Your people here, Father, your children, are under attack. Equip us, Abba Father, and make us an earnest people, wise from your word and gifted with discernment, that we may know when to act and when to stay silent. The evil one is growing desperate, for there are many of your children who are on their knees, And the evil one knows your power, even if your children fail to see it. There is great power when your children, when your people, are on their knees with prayers and supplications and praise. Only you are holy and worthy of that praise, Father. Bless my listeners, my sponsors, and my advertisers, and may they each be blessings one to another. Here am I, Father. Use me. Use me, Abba the Father. Make me your instrument of truth and of love. For such a time as this, hear our prayers, O God, and bring America home. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. It's only money, you know. It's yours, but it's only money. Like a drunken sailor they spend our money, the politicians we elect. No restraint have they when they pay to play for their fun, frolic, and future wealth. They claim it's for the good of the nation, and then they ask for more, like a merchant seaman on shore leave with months' worth of pay in his pocket. Fiscal restraint is gone with the wind and out to sea with the whales. No common sense, no thought of true budget do they lend, but the difference, you see, is that the sailor that spends is using the money he earned. Politicians, they're busily spending yours. Like a drunken sailor, they spend your money, the politicians we elect. But at least the drunken sailor was spending the money he earned himself. Think about, think what you would do when you run in debt. You give to another power over your liberty. That is a quote from Benjamin Franklin. When you are in debt, it says in the scripture, the rich ruler over the poor, the rich rule over the poor and the poor is the slave, the borrower is the slave to the lender. That's out of Proverbs. The borrower, borrower is the slave to the lender. The debtor always becomes the slave to the lender. Who is our lender? To preserve our independence, we must not let our rulers load us with perpetual debt. We must make our election between economy and liberty or profusion and servitude. That is from Thomas Jefferson. He also said, it is incumbent on every generation to pay its own debts as it goes, a principle which is, which if acted on would save one half The Wars of the World. When Joe Biden was running for president, he promised Americans he would raise taxes. He said it loud and clear. And that's what he is now doing. Actually, all those running on the Democrat-Communist ticket back in the election primary for the U.S. president said the same thing. Oh, and the rich should pay their fair share and tax those corporations. Blah, 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 blah. The Jabberwocky of Politicians is usually about lowering taxes. Read my lips, no new taxes. Of course, that was a huge lie from a Republican president, George Herbert Walker Bush, the 41st president of the United States. And yes, he added additional taxes. You can call them new taxes or you can call them higher taxes and further burden the American people and their families. But if America wants to keep being stimulated, where's that money coming from? We are the ones who pay, not just taxes either. We pay across the spectrum by sending jobs overseas, cheap stuff here, but no jobs here. Higher costs of living all the way around. As our national debt grows and our jobs go, we continue to see the county seat squares deteriorate. Across this great land. And the cities have more homeless. George Washington said, To contract new debts is not the way to pay old ones. Have you ever seen anybody that they go, they go and borrow money in order to pay the other money that they owe? Well, they still owe money. They didn't fix anything. They just made one happy and they got another one on the other side. Thomas Jefferson said, I wish it were possible to obtain a single amendment to our Constitution. (laughs) I would be willing to depend on that alone for the reduction of the administration of our government. I mean, an additional article taking from the federal government the power of borrowing. Wow. He went on to say, I sincerely believe that banking establishments are more dangerous than standing armies. And that the principle of spending money to be paid by posterity, posterity under the name of funding, is but swindling futurity on a large scale. In other words, you're swindling the future generations of this nation. He also said, we must not let our rulers load us with perpetual debt. Thomas Jefferson. James Madison, of all the enemies... To public liberty, war is perhaps the most to be dreaded, because it comprises and develops the germ of every other. War is the parent of armies. From there proceed debts, from these we proceed debts and taxes, and armies and debts and taxes are the known instruments for bringing the many under the domination, bringing many under the domination of the few. The many under the
1: (laughs) domination
2: of the few. And he says, no nation could preserve its freedom in the midst of continual warfare. That was James Madison. When we stop and think about it, America hasn't really been free since we started listening to the military war complex and ignored George Washington's advice not to be entangled. In his farewell address, he said, Washington urged the American people to take the advantage of their isolated position in the world and to avoid attachments and entanglements in foreign affairs, especially those, he said, of Europe, which he argues have little or nothing to do with the interests of America. Think about that. Think about that. I've got just a few others, and then we're going to get into the crust of just exactly what the infrastructure bill or idea that Biden wants Congress to pass truly is. And now he wants to, you know, how he, they want to tax the corporations, you know. They need to pay their fair share. Well, we all know corporations don't pay taxes. The people do. You're listening to C S C Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann, and we'll be right back.
1: There's no way to
2: Join Jason Shave Tuesday, May 4th, for VT Foundation's 29th Annual Pro Life Event. Jason is a former congressman and now a Fox News contributor. While serving as representative, Jason rose to chairman of the powerful House Oversight and Government Reform Committee. Only the fifth time in 100 years a three-term representative ascended to such a position. Jason is passionate about the value of life, and so is Vite. Vite's digital marketing strategies promote a culture of life while connecting women who are facing unplanned pregnancies with life-saving resources at local pregnancy help centers. Don't miss Jason Shavitz. May 4th, reserve your seat today for either the luncheon or the dinner event. Go to adsforlife.org. Join Jason Chavez and the Vitae Foundation May 4th Jefferson City at the Capitol Plaza Hotel and Convention Center. Register now before the event sells out. Adsforlife.org You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. is good in this nation our food our land our jobs our families and of course our gassy cows power the future is fighting for you rule america join them visit power the see the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you powerthefuture.com power the future is fighting to keep america's lights on
1: And we have you to listening to
2: CST Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're talking about our national debt and spending like a drunken sailor. I, I apologize, the disclaimer to everyone out there who was in the Navy. We're not talking about you. Unless, of course, you were one of those that did that. <laughs> I don't know why you got the credit because other people do it. I looked it up. I looked it up. It talked about the cowboys doing it and some other people that did it. But it, was, uh, it stuck with the sailors for some reason. I wanted to give you just a few more of these quotes, and then we're going to get on to the real crust of this. We must make our choice between economy and liberty or confusion and servitude. If we run into such debts, we must be taxed in our meat and drink, in our necessities and comforts, in our labor and in our amusements, If we can prevent the government from wasting the labor of the people under the pretense of caring for them, they will be happy. Think about how we get taxed and all these things they're wanting to provide for us. He said, if we do this, they're going to tax us in our meat, our food, our drink, our necessities. What are your necessities? And comforts. They're going to tax our labor. Let's see, do we pay an income tax? And in our amusements, do you pay a tax when you go for entertainment? Then Alexander Hamilton said, Allow government to decline paying its debts and you overthrow all public morality. You unhinge all. All the principles that preserve the limits of free constitutions. Nothing can more affect national prosperity than a constant and systematic contention to extinguish the present debt and to avoid as much as possible the incurring of any new debt. And then Jeff, Thomas Jefferson again said, The multiplication of... Public offices, increase of expense beyond income, growth and entailment of a public debt are indications of indication soliciting the employment of the pruning knife. Perhaps we need a pruning knife in DC. He also said, it is why it is a wise rule and should be fundamental in government disposed to cherish its credit and at the same time to restrain the use of it within the limits of its faculties. Never to borrow a dollar without laying a tax in the same instant for paying the interest annually and the principal within a given term, and to consider that tax as pledged to the creditors on the public faith. Wait. Are we borrowing or printing all this money? You know, just a little AOC logic there. At the rate that they are spending our money in this administration and the last many, many, many decades of administrations, we're going to run out of printer's ink pretty soon. The Founding Fathers, all those quotes that I shared, I hope I didn't bore you to death. You'd think the topic of debt. And for national or even personal, was kind of important. In the scripture we read, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? Do you ever see our Congress, our representatives, our elected officials or the bureaucrats ever figuring out, well, this is our budget. Do we have enough money to do that? I want to look at a few articles regarding the new spending bills and infrastructure. First, here's one more quote. A famous president, Theodore Roosevelt. You cannot create prosperity by law. Sustained thrift, industry, application, intelligence are the only things that ever do or ever will create prosperity. But you can very easily destroy prosperity by law. I have some articles here, several of them, by fact, from several different places. Um, I have from the Daily Caller, which is part of the Heritage Foundation. I'm sorry, the Daily Signal, which is part of the Heritage Foundation. I've got a Tom Osmek, who is he writes for the Epic Times, as as well as Jack Phillips, who wrote for the Epic Times, and a Bowen. I don't know how to say his last name. It's X I A O. Who also writes for the Epic Times? So, in this one from the Daily single, Signal, they have nine things you need to know about Biden's infrastructure spending plan. Fast on the heels of signing a bloated $1.9 trillion spending package. Now, remember, they already passed one. <laughs> they, I mean, he's been passing trillions of dollars to, you know, stimulate because of COVID. Joe Biden has introduced yet another gigantic spending plan. While the administration's messaging focuses on broadly popular themes such as jobs and infrastructure, when you get down to the nitty-gritty, the details of the plan show that it would be a destructive power grab for Washington. At number one, he says, dishonest advertising. Less than 5% of the spending goes to roads and bridges the plan relies on the word infrastructure to seem moderate and con- uncontroversial yet of the 2.25 trillion dollars in spending plan between 90 and 100 billion or less than 5% would actually go to infrastructure now i was i was listening to them here a while back and they were talking about the infrastructure being more than just roads and bridges and things like that You know, it was mental health is infrastructure, and and other things like that were infrastructure. It's just whatever they want to throw in a bill and take your money for. It says 2.75 trillion tax hike would stunt the post-pandemic economic recovery. You think? They go on here, and they say... In that, it says, imposing this burden when the economy is in the process of recovering from the COVID recession would be wildly, wildly counterproductive. Private sector investment is the main factor behind economic growth, and the tax hike would discourage investment from businesses large, small, and small alike. And they go on here, and they're praising Joe Manchin, but I don't know if Joe Manchin's really going to vote against this or not. Who knows? It's been, it's a, number three, it says, big spending won't deliver promised job crea- creation. There's no way they're going to de- deliver the jobs. What was it AOC said? A million jobs? There's no way they're going to add a million jobs. And we're going to get into another study of that that I think you'll find interesting. Number four, federal takeover of local responsibilities. Oh, yeah. It's all about the federal government becoming larger and larger and your local government becoming smaller and less significant. Number 5. Undercuts businesses by micromanaging economic development. Economic development, micromanaging it. it says in addition to cutting in on local government the plan would also trample over areas that are or ought to be led by the private sector. They want to control everything. We've talked about this before. And we just got through doing a little study on property property rights. $700 billion in corporate welfare and tax credits. <laughs> While the state top-line goal of the spending plan is jobs, an alternative way of describing it would be some jobs are more equal than others. Number seven in this topic of nine, over $400 billion in welfare and health spending. While there is an active debate regarding what infrastructure is appropriate for the federal government to fund, no reasonable definition of infrastructure includes expanding Medicaid benefits for long-term care or starting new social benefit programs. At a cost of $400 billion, the proposed Medicaid expansion is more than large enough to deserve separate evaluation rather than getting hidden in a big bill like this. Number eight, wasteful $165 billion handout for transit and Amtrak. There we go. Amtrak's got to be saved again. I don't know why we don't, Why do we have to keep saving all these people? Anyway, it says the plan would spend nearly fifty percent more on trains and buses than on the roads than than they are on the roads. Isn't that isn't that amazing? Number nine, one hundred and seventy-four billion dollars in subsidies for
1: electric
2: vehicles. Yeah. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. We're going to get down to the crust of that. It says the bottom line, central planning and federal micromanaging, it doesn't work. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann, and we'll be right back. And we have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. What I have here is a study. Tax increases cause major job losses and harm the U.S. economy. But you don't have to be a a genius to figure that one out, but they've got a study on it. And so that's where we're going to go because, you know, Joe is um, talking about taxing these corporations. Like, that's really going to fix everything, but... Corporations don't pay a tax; they just they just pass it on to the consumer, and you're the one who pays it. Says there have been numerous proposals to alter the tax system enacted in 2017 under the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. To understand the consequences of those proposed changes, Rice University economists John W. Diamond and George R. Zedrow. Conducted a study for the National Associations of Manufacturers. They utilized the Diamond Zedro General Equilibrium Model to examine the short and long run impacts of possible tax changes on when they macro economy. The analysis examined what would happen if the following changes were made to the tax code in 2021. The corporate tax rate is increased from its current level of 21% to 28%. The corporate alternate minimum tax is reinstated. Expensing 100 bonus depreciation of most investments in in depreciable assets is eliminated immediately rather than being phased out over, say, from 23 to 27 and is replaced with a modified accelerated cost recovery system. The 20% deduction for certain pass-through business income is repealed immediately rather than expiring after 2025. Capital gains and dividends are taxed at the same rate as ordinary income for taxpayers with incomes of $1 million dollars and unrealized capital gains are taxed at death. The top individual tax rate is increased immediately from its current level of 37% to its pre-TCJA level. of That's before, uh, well, let me see. Anyway, that level is 39.6%. So it's going to be... and go up to 39.6% rather than expiring at 2025. In other words, some of these things were supposed to change or kind of grandfather out, I don't know how you really put that, expire till 2025. But they're going to kill it immediately. It says the study shows that the above changes, including the increased corporate tax rate, would result in less economic activity and one million jobs lost in the first two years. We know that that's what's going to happen because we've seen it before. They go on in this study and they say total employment measured by hours worked would fall by 0.7% initially before moderating. The reduction in hours worked would be equivalent to an, employ- to an employment decline of approximately 1 million full-time jobs in 2023. Those jobs would still be gone in 2026 before stabilizing. The average annual reduction of employment would be equivalent to, the, to a loss of 600,000 jobs each year year over ten years. That's a lot of jobs. Can you imagine what America's gonna look like when these guys get done with it? By 2023, the GDP would be down by $117 billion, by $190 billion in 2026, and by $119 billion in 2031. Ordinary capital of investments in equipment and structures would be $80 billion less in 2023 and $83 billion less and uh, $66 billion less in 2026 and 2031, respectively. It just kept, keeps going down down. Investments in intangibles or firm-specific capital are highly mobile and more sensitive to marginal tax rates changes. Such investments would fall 2.7% by year two, and we'd be down a total of 3.8% by year five. Real wages would fall by 0.6% in the long run, and total labor compensation included wages and benefits, would decline by 0.6% initially before falling by 0.3% after 10 years. In the long run, total compensation would also decline by 0.6%. You see, when, when they're always calling out for a $15 minimum wage, they're not trying to help anybody. And this corporate tax idea and this infrastructure bill or whatever you want to call it that he's wanting to push, it's going to absolutely break America. And not only that, he's not done with it. They're going to do another one. This is just the beginning. They're going to do it again. Like I said in my monologue, we're going to run out of printer's ink. But here's an article from America Greatness. Now, remember, I said they want to tax the corporations. Andrew, the, a new report reveals that Nike is one of over two dozen corporations that have not paid any federal income tax since 2018. The report comes from the Institute of Taxation and Economic Policy, which shows that at least 55 of the biggest companies in America did not pay any federal income tax in the year 2020. Of those 55, 26 have not paid this tax since 2018. This means that a collective total of approximately $8.5 billion was not paid last year. With the 55 companies instead of receiving approximately $40.5 billion in pre-tax income. So what good does it do to raise the taxes on the corporations? Among the other corporations besides Nike was Dish Network, FedEx, and Hewlett Packard. In 2020 alone, Nike made approximately $2.9 billion in Free tax income, with DISH making $2.7 billion and FedEx making $1.2 billion. Since 2018, Nike has made $4.1 billion and FedEx raked in $6.9 billion. None of these incomes went toward the federal income tax. The report is certain to fuel Democrats' efforts to raise the corporate tax rate, which is currently 21%. Of course, we just got through reading they're going to go up to 28%. Joe Biden has claimed that this upcoming infrastructure bill will pay for all of its provisions by raising the rate to 28%. <laughs> What's 28% of <or> nothing? Nothing.
1: <laughs>
2: nothing. <laughs> Including uh, Senator Joe Biden who feels that the rate should be no higher than 25%, warning that raising it any higher might damage an already struggling U.S. economy. You know, as the old boss used to say, ignorance it's gone to seed, it just goes on and on and on. Biden's corporate tax hikes would cost $1 million jobs. One, I'm sorry, one million jobs, not dollars. It could be a lot more than that in dollars. A million jobs. If his corporate tax increases and other changes to that tax code are passed, unchanged as they are, about one million jobs will be lost in the first two years. Now think about that. Because think where we are right now with our jobs because of COVID, because of the lockdowns. And now, because of the changes that Biden had to do right away because they couldn't stand what Donald Trump was doing, just like that, he killed thousands of jobs. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. Let's tax them all, huh? That'll fix it. We'll be right back.
0: If Ernest Hemingway was alive today, would he say this to you?
1: Shakespeare, Mark Twain, Edgar Allan Poe, all great writers...
0: free information kit. Turn your book idea into publishing gold. Make a free call right now to Page Publishing. 800-378-3212. 800-378-3212. 800-378-3212. That's 800-378-3212.
2: Liberty Tabletop brings liberty to your table. For those of you who want to display your patriot heart, Set your table with Liberty, the new patriotic flatware pattern by Liberty Tabletop. Your dining table sets the mood for the American family and the American dream. Liberty honors our fallen heroes, the Liberty Bell. We the people with stars and stripes are American Eagle and the Statue of Liberty. Each piece of the Liberty flatware pattern is an art with elegance, high quality work, and high quality 1810 stainless American steel.
0: Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away so give us a shout right now 800-296-1213 800-296-1213 800-296-1213 that's 800-296-1213 hello i'm mike lindell the inventor of my pillow for the longest time i've wanted to come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets but up until now i haven't been able to find anything that held up to my high standards
1: And we have returned to listening to
2: CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I gave you quite a bit of information. And I, I you know, have admitted before that an economy is not my my best, strongest suit. You ask my husband, you know, because I'm always getting checkbook. But um it doesn't take a genius to figure out what they're doing is not going to be good. And, uh of course, Donald Trump has come out saying that this is going to, it's just going to tear up the nation and it's the biggest tax hike that the Amer- in American history in the history of this nation president donald trump made a statement last week that responded to the house the white house infrastructure bill and he said if this mon- monstrosity is allowed to pass the result will be more americans out of work more families shattered, more factories abandoned, more industries wrecked, and more Main Street boarded up and closed down, just like it was before I took over the presidency four years ago. The former president said this in a statement, and he adding that the plan will implement the largest tax hike in American history. He went on to say, um, this, with the infrastructure, this is actually Trump in his statement. He reminisced back in 2016, the campaign speeches, that China and other large segments of the world, they're taking advantage of America. And it's an economic war with China. With the infrastructure's plans, tax rates, if you create jobs in America and hire American workers, You will pay more in taxes. But if you close down your factories in Ohio and Michigan and fire U.S. workers and move all the production to Beijing and Shanghai, you will pay less. Trump said it's the exact opposite of putting America first. It's putting America last. It's companies that send America jobs, that send American jobs to China, should be rewarded by Joe Biden's tax bill. But they're not. They're being punished. So we're going back to where we were. It's like Joe Biden, or whoever's calling the shots, couldn't act fast enough to take away those jobs that we got in those first couple of years with President Donald Trump. The pipeline, guys, that was over a thousand jobs right there. Maybe more than that. They're just, it's just going nuts.
3: And I saw where
2: they're so mad at some of these restaurants trying to open back up that they're building fences around them to keep people from coming and having outdoor dining. Punishing Americans. They won't punish China. They're punishing Americans. We need to wake up to what's going on. So who are we, America? What does America stand for? What do you stand for? What what do we, the people, stand for? Roosevelt said, It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. The triumph relies on American productivity, ingenuity, entrepreneurs, America. You can't legislate it. You can't legislate. You can't pass a law for prosperity. It's not going to happen. You need to, they need to start leaving us alone. Stop taxing us. Stop helping us. We don't need your help. Government is never, ever here to help you. Well, for those of you who don't know, President Donald Trump, has a website and it it's called DonaldJTrump.com. That's all it is. Is DonaldJTrump.com, and this is what his website says they are about. He goes. He starts here. He says, "Over the past four years, my administration delivered for Americans of all backgrounds like never before. Save America is about building on those accomplishments, sporting supporting the brave." Conservatives who will define the future of the America First movement, the future of our party, and the future of our beloved country. Save America is also about ensuring that we always keep America first in our foreign and domestic policies. We take pride in our country. We teach the truth about our history. We celebrate our rich heritage and national traditions, and of course, we respect our great American flag. That's a man who's a patriot. You don't have to like him as a man. But you can't say he doesn't love America first. He's sacrificed. He's the only president of the United States that I know of that's sacrificed. I know he's wealthy. You think it wasn't much. But it was. And he did it for you. Even if you're not one who likes him. These are the things that he has listed on that site of what they are about. We are committed to defending innocent life and to upholding the Judeo-Christian values of our founding. We believe in the promise of the Declaration of Independence that we are all made equal by our Creator and that most all be, and must all be treated equal under the law. We know that our rights do not come from government. They come from God. And no earthly force can ever take those rights away. That includes the right to religious liberty and the right to keep and bear arms. We believe in rebuilding our previously depleted military and ending the endless wars our failed politicians of the past got us into for decades. We embrace... Free thought. We welcome robust debate, and we are not afraid to stand up to the oppressive dictates of political correctness. We know that the rule of law is the ultimate safeguard of our freedoms, and we affirm that the Constitution means exactly what it says as written. We support free trade, low taxes, and fewer jobs, job killing regulations. And we know that America must always have the most powerful military on the face of the earth. We believe in law and order. And we believe that the men and women of law enforcement are heroes who deserve our absolute support. We believe in free speech and fair elections. We must ensure fair, honest, transparent, and secure elections going forward where every local vote counts. Every local, legal, (laughs) every legal vote counts. It is the men and the women in this country, boots on the ground, dirt on their hands, sweat on their brow. We are the ones who make America great again. Not the politicians up there deciding how much tax money to take from you. Remember, God created man. Man created the state. The state created the Fed. And the Fed created nothing but chaos and destruction. It's time that we started taking control, because we are the ones of the people, by the people, for the people, to bring America home. <music>
3: My sister began smoking because of friends. I don't think any less her because she smokes, but it's been really hard because I know she could have done better if she hadn't chose to smoke. She's trying to quit actually right now, but it's a really hard process and she's down to a couple of cigarettes a day, so she's doing really good, but it's
2: been a really hard thing in my family actually. It's caused a lot of problems. My sister smoking definitely hurt my parents. I'd come home sometimes, my mom would just be in tears.
0: Smoking hurts a lot of people, most of whom don't even smoke.
3: I definitely think my religion has played a role in me not smoking. I'm a Christian, and I believe I'm better because I don't smoke. Smoking hurts your friends,
2: your family. It's not worth it in the long run, and you may not realize it now if you are smoking, but you will.
0: Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
3: We fought. We learned. We struggled. We won. Despite Obama's best efforts, the newspaper of the human resistance survives. We have lived only to face a new nightmare, the war against the machines. Read about our struggle in the Sovereign, newspaper of the resistance. The Sovereign is a 24-page monthly tabloid newspaper about the war between man and machine. We've tried reason. We've tried legislation. We've tried every peaceful means imaginable, and all it's gotten us is shut out. So now we fight the machines. Order online today at thesovnews.com or find The Sovereign at select newsstands. Remember to read The Sovereign, Newspaper of the Resistance, The human resistance's battle against the machines will be everlasting. This is mercy. It was never our destiny to stop the age of Obama. It was merely to survive it. Together.